cut it out. And just allow yourself to be enveloped by all the love, all the joy, all the good within us, within us, around us. This the most perfect order. Powerful Well, it's of course Christmas morning, and yeah, absolutely. And it's a day of giving when many are bombarded with gifts from family and friends, which the family and friends just knew that we would either like, want, or need. And that's okay. See, when we receive a gift of any kind and accept the gift from a consciousness of love, honoring and recognizing love, whether we really like the gift or perhaps secretly do not, we are living what the holiday season is about, an opportunity to express and receive love while being centered in the love of spirit, of pure, perfect energy, of unconditional love emanating from us all. Now, believe it or not, Christmas, nor any holiday for that matter, is not about running around trying to find the perfect gift for your Aunt Edna. It is not about receiving the perfect gift from your spouse either. Just don't tell Dan that, okay? Christmas is about expressing and receiving the love of God to all who cross our path and to all who share our journey, even if only for a fleeting moment. If we could give just one gift to all of our friends, our loved ones, this holiday season, I know we would choose to give the comfort, blessing, and joyful love of spirit, as that is all anyone ever really needs, or at their core, ever truly desires. And this gift of the love of Christmas, it awakens within us. It's certainly what the world craves an unconditional gift of the love of spirit expressing through you and as you. Of course, my sharing this with you on this most wonderful of days only affirm what your heart is already aware, that this day is not only about the welcome of Christmas presents, it's also about a day to welcome Christmas presents, which is the title of our lesson today. Welcome Christmas present. I have a little story for you. It really spoke to me as it centers some around the original Christmas story. And it's about a lady back in the 1940s, way back in the last century, and her name is Mrs. Oppenheimer. And Mrs. Oppenheimer lives in New York City, and it's cold and it's snowy, and she just wants to get away from the snow and the cold in New York City for the Christmas season. And she decides that she's going to go to South Florida. Now, being 1940s, she's just not familiar with the South. And so she wandered into a restricted hotel. And she said, hi, I'm Mrs. Oppenheimer, and I'd like to rent a room for a week. And the manager said, I'm very sorry, but all of our rooms are taken. And just as he said that, customer came to the desk and unexpectedly checked at checkout. 
How lucky Mrs. Oppheimer said, now you have a room for me. Look, I'm very sorry, said the manager, but, but this is a restricted hotel. Jews are not allowed here. Miss Oppenheimer said, Jewish? What do you mean Jewish? I happen to be Catholic. The manager said, well, that takes some believing. So tell me, who was the son of God? Jesus, she replied. Where was he born? In a stable in Bethlehem. Simply because some schmuck like you wouldn't rent a room to a Jew. <laughs> Yes, it's true. The world has been in the need of the gift of unconditional love for quite some time. You know, there's nothing wrong with giving and receiving a gift, giving or give, receiving a gift, just as long as we keep in mind that the gift we always need to give, the gift that we always desire to receive, is a gift born out of love, unconditional love. As love is the essence, the life force, if you will, of presence, and for the love of God to be expressed, for the love of spirit to, to expand, it must be given from the depths of our souls to all who share our journey, and receive with and receive with joy from our hearts. We live in a world that is crying out for people to express unconditional love to each other, especially during the holiday season. And so we want to be mindful that maybe sitting in holiday traffic, that we're not truly sending thoughts of love to the person sitting at the red light in front of us when they're texting and not noticing the light has changed. Or perhaps we're not centered in our highest and best consciousness of love when we're buying that last sale item and it rings up at full price at the register. See, that's important. Those are the times when it's important for us to remember who we are and to remember what our purpose is. And who you are is a perfect expression of spirit, an opportunity to usher in, to usher in the energy and the joy of Christmas presents to all every day of the year. And your purpose to express and experience the gift of the divine mind of God in every moment of your journey. Dr. Holmes wrote, there is always more good than bad in people. And seeing the good tends to bring it forth. Love is the highest, grand, grandest healing and drawing power on earth. Love is the very reason for our being. And that explains why it is that people should have something or someone to love. The life that is not loved has not lived. He said love is the sole impulse for creation, and the person who does not have love as their greatest incentive in their life has never developed a real creative instinct. See, no one can align themselves with the universal mind without love. Because that is what the universe is based on, the love of the divine. And all of the universe is made out of it. And this impulse to create is born out of that inner desire to express 
the highest and best of the divine, to only, if only for the purpose to express love in the moment of now. We are honoring our soulful intention to create. And to create is divine. All that we are are the expressions of the love of the divine meant to create a life out of a world of the energy of love. We had a very unique experience Friday night with those that got to join us. I'm going to brag a little bit about our event for Lost and Found. We had um, 17 volunteers show up, which was awesome, because we had 22 kids, or 22 youth, and the goal was I mean, let me tell you, the left brain OCD people, they were just so proud of me because I the kids got menus, right, for the dinner, and then they wrote their name on the cards. That becomes important on the menus. That becomes important in a moment. And all the all the people had to do was hand the, give the kids their menu, see what they didn't want, right? This would scratch through what they didn't want, and then they'd come and serve them a meal. Now, these are homeless kids, homeless youth. So for them to be served a full holiday meal was phenomenal. We're talking turkey and ham and stuffing and green, uh, green bean casserole. It was awesome. And then at dessert, at dessert, the reason they needed the names on the menu was because each kid received $40 Visa gift card and a $10, $10 McDonald's gift card. All from the center. All from people wanting to express some unconditional love to these kids. And stories are just now coming out about the interaction that people had, the volunteers had with the kids. And Christine shared one story, Christine Overrocker, who was there, thank you very much. And she shared one story that the child that that she was serving said, I haven't received a, a gift in eight years. Could you imagine? In eight years. And my personal story was there's one, one fella that's there, has been there the past few months because they do flow in and out and lost and found helps them get stabilized. And so he's been there the past few months and Dan and I and other volunteers have noticed him and he's just a wonderful fellow. He, he's always smiling. Always smiling. When he's there, he's making sure the other youth are taken care of. Did you get your plate? And he helps clean up. Awesome. So Dan and I made sure that this particular one, we took care of a little extra. I'm not going to say how much. And so this fella, he's probably 19 or 20. Okay, I stand beside him, and it's like I belong on Big World Little People. <laughs> and so I took him to a private area, and I said, asked him, did you get your card? And he said yes. And he said, well, I want you to know this is what we've noticed. And, and I told him all the things I just told him. And then I said in that way that I know I've said, to more than one people, person here, I said it in a way that only I can say it. Look, 
I know this is only temporary for you and that you are destined for great things. You're destined for great things. Keep it up and let me see what those things are. And all of a sudden, he just tumbled into my arms and was blubbering on my shoulder. After a few minutes of that, my legs really did start to give out. But in, in that instant, it was the first time I feel that someone recognized that expression of pure love and creative energy that So I don't think we changed the world Friday night. I, I know we didn't, but I know we changed the world for a few. And we can change the world for the few with just an expression of unconditional love. And maybe, just maybe, they're going to carry that forward. And they're going to change the world for someone else. And so on, and so on. See, this material world of ours that we, what, the earth we walk on, the people in our lives, we're all made of the same energy. We're all made of the same stuff. And this loving energy of source that we are not only needs to be expressed, but it needs to be recognized. And in order to keep this world in balance and harmony with the love of spirit, we must make it our purpose to express that love of spirit. This is how we honor our creative purpose. This is how we bring joy and goodwill to the world. This is how the divine grows and expands within our lifetime. Within our lifetime. With no other intention than to be pure, unconditional love. For no other reason than because we can. Because we can. I found a great story I want to share about unconditional love and its lifelong impact on our journey. And for those of us that have a extremely rural background, I know you'll appreciate this. About a fellow named Rob, and Rob is in his 60s, and he woke up one morning just suddenly and completely at 4 in the morning. You ever done that? Why am I wide awake? Of course. But at four in the morning, Rob realized that this is the hour that his father had always called him to get up and help with milking the cows. And strange how the habits of his youth just kind of clung to him. And his father had, had been gone now for well over 30 years. And even as he had trained himself to try to go back to sleep to turn over, sometimes he could and sometimes he couldn't. But this particular morning, it was Christmas. And so he did not try to go back to sleep. He just felt too awake. And he was wondering why. And he kind of slipped back in time, as he did kind of easily nowadays, to a time when he was 15 years old on his father's farm. And he loved his father very much. And he had not known it until one day, a few days before Christmas, when he overheard his father, what his father was saying to his mother. Mary, I hate to call Rob's in the morning. 
he grows up so fast and he needs to sleep. If he could see how he, if you could see how he sleeps, when I go to wake him up, I wish I could manage alone. Well, you can't actually, says Robin's mother's voice, and it was very brisk. Besides, he isn't a child anymore. It's time he took his turn. Yes, his father said slowly, but I do hate to wake him. And when Rob heard those words, something within him spoke. He realized that his father loved him. He had never thought of that before, and he just took for granted the tie of their blood. Neither his father nor his mother talked about loving their children. They had no time for such things. There was always much to do on the farm. And now, Rob knew that his father loved him. There would just be no more loitering in the mornings and having to be called over and over again. So he got up after that, stumbling in his sleep, pulled on his clothes, his eyes shut, but he would get up to make sure he helped his father. And then one night on the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve, that year when he was 15, he was laying in bed for a few minutes thinking about Christmas Day. And they were poor, and most of the excitement went into the turkey that they had raised themselves and the mince pies that his mother would make. And his sister sewed presents, and his mother and father always bought him something he needed. Not just a warm jacket, but but maybe something more, such as a book. And he saved and he bought them something too. And he wished that for this Christmas, when he was 15, he, he had a better present for his father. Because as always, he went down to the 10 cent store and bought a tie. And it seemed nice enough until he lay there thinking the night before Christmas. He looked out over the attic window and the stars were bright. And he thought, Dad, thought about an interaction he had with his father. He said, Dad, what is a stable? And the father said, it's just a barn, like ours. So he said, so Jesus then was born in, in a barn, unto a barn the shepherd had called. And the thought struck him just like a silver dagger. Why should he not give his father a special gift too, out there in the barn? So he could get up early, earlier than 4 o'clock, and he could creep into the barn and get all the milking done. He did it alone. Milked and cleaned up, and then when his father went in to start the milking, he'd see it all done. And he would know who had done it. He laughed to himself and gazed at the stars. It was what he would do, and he mustn't sleep too sound. So he stayed awake scratching a match every so often to look at his old watch, midnight, half past one, then two. At a quarter to three, he got up and put his clothes on. He snuck downstairs, careful not to, to creak the boards, and he let himself out. And the cows looked at him a little surprised. What are you doing here early? He had never milked alone before, but it seemed he kept thinking about his father's surprise. He would come in and get him saying that he would get things started while Rob was getting dressed. He'd go to the barn, open the door, and then he'd get to the two big empty milk cans, but they would be waiting. They wouldn't be waiting or empty. They would be standing in the milk house, filled 
what the? He could hear his father exclaim. He smiled and milked steadily. Two strong streams rushing into the pail. The task went more easily than he had ever known it to go before. Milking, for once, was not a chore. It was something else, a gift to his father who loved him. He finished the two he finished. The two milk cans were full and he covered them and closed the milk house door, carefully making sure the latch was closed. And back in his room, he only had a moment to pull on his clothes in the darkness and jump jump into bed as he heard his father get up. He put the covers over his head and the silence of quick breathing. The door opened, Rob, his father called. We have to get up, son, even if it's Christmas. All right, he said sleepily. The door closed, and he laid there still, laughing to himself. And in just a few minutes, his father was gone. His dancing heart was ready to jump from his body, and the minutes were endless, 10, 15. He didn't know how exactly how many, and then he heard his father's footsteps. Again, the door opened, and he lay still. Rob, yes, Dad. His father was laughing a little queer sob of laugh. Thought you'd fool me, did you? And his father was standing by his bed, feeling for him, pulling away the cover. It's for Christmas, Dad. He found his father and clutched him in a big old hug. He felt his father's arms around him. It was dark, and they could not see each other's faces. Son, I thank you. Nobody ever did a nicer thing. Old Dad, I want you to know, I want to be good. And the words broke from Rob of their own free will. He did not know what to say. His heart was bursting with love. He got up and pulled on the clothes, pulled on his clothes again, and they went down to the Christmas tree. And it was a wonderful Christmas morning, and his heart had nearly burst again with shyness and pride as his father told his mother, and made the younger children listen about how Rob had gotten up all by himself. The best Christmas gift I ever had, and I'll remember it always. Son, every year on Christmas morning, so long as I live. And they have both remembered it, and now that his father is gone, Rob remembered it alone. That blessed Christmas dawn, when, alone with the cows in the barn, he had made his first out of true love. This Christmas, he wanted to write a card to his wife and tell her how much he loved her. It had been a long time since he had really told her. Although he loved her in a very special way, much more than he ever had when they were younger, he had been fortunate that she loved him as well. Ah, but that was the true joy of life, the ability to love love was still alive in him, it, it still is within all of us. And so it occurred to Rob that it was alive so very well so long ago because it was born in him when he knew his father loved him. That was it. Love alone could awaken love. And he could give the gift of love again and again. So this morning, this blessed Christmas morning, he would give it to his beloved wife. He could write down in a letter for her to read and keep forever. 
went to his desk and began his love letter to his wife. My dearest love, such a happy, happy Christmas. Dr. Holmes said, this is on your affirmation card, the love manifesting through our gifts to each other typifies the offering of life, the givingness of spirit to its creation, the life which is not created, the opportunity to receive and give the gift of unconditional love is not is a life driven without purpose. As the gift of unconditional love, whether we're giving love or receiving love, is what allows us to experience the meaning of the holiday and to welcome Christmas presents. When we give love unconditionally to the world around us, we receive love unconditionally from the world around us. The way to experience the gift of the love of presence is to express the love of spirit to everyone, to all people, to all animals, to all of life, of which we have created out of the loving energy of presence. Henry Drummond said, you will find as you look back upon your life, the moments when you have really lived are the moments when you have done things in the spirit of love. The spirit of love is the energy and essence of God. When we give of ourselves unconditionally out of this pure love, this pure energy, we are living the truth of spirit radiating within us, being true to our creative purpose, to create all things in harmony with the love that is God. So let us rejoice and renew our divine purpose to welcome Christmas presents year-round, every day, by creating out of that same energy that we have come to this journey to be, withholding it from no one and expressing it to all. Let us be that boundless energy of good, endless joy, and omnipresent love. In doing so, our journeys serve as the example of how truly wonderful life is. Because life is wonderful. So are you. So am I. And so is. Namaste. All right.